2: Hello, hello and welcome, or should I say welcome back to the Indie Football Podcast, new season edition, episode two, the Premier League is back and uh, of course with the Premier League back it means we've brought uh, an all-star cast back into the studio, uh, a proper studio rather than what we've been recording in all summer, I should add, Uh, and so alongside me, may I say first of all welcome to Miguel Delaney.
1: Thank you. It's an audio medium, you can't
2: just nod at me, you have to say something (laughs) as well.
1: I mean, when you're welcoming, I was wondering should I say thank you or hello or oh,
2: both? Both. It's always nice to be grateful. Uh, Jonathan Liu.
1: Hi. How's it going?
0: I, I really like the fact that Miguel Miguel is so committed to football, loves football so much that he's he is literally holding a football,
2: which <laughs> <laughs> he's now passing hand to hand. Again, great on a, an audio medium yeah. Uh, yeah. to have that. Um, an EFL one as well because you're you're incredibly Pretty invested so. in the yeah, football yeah, league.
3: Yeah. Um, when did you last go to a
1: EFL game, Miguel? 2013,
2: no, Ford, that's not Ford true. Was the EFL. Championship playoff final, surely last. That, that, year. Yeah, that,
1: regular season that doesn't really count, though. Uh, yeah, it doesn't count. Yeah, regular season game. I think 2013, 2014,
2: oh. I'd say. Yeah. I don't know if that's. Well, I don't know why you'd want to advertise that.
1: Well, like I mean, why? Why would I be going? Hollows out your
2: <laughs> hollows out your already paper thin uh, credentials. Uh, anyone
1: can look at my Twitter if they want to go through like four years of tweets. <laughs> but I wouldn't advise it. Um, like, about four hundred thousand tweets. or match reports. <laughs> why? Why would I be sending? I go to like eighty games a season. Why would I go down to you know? Interesting no, no, no. stories. Something a bit Miguel. different. Interesting stories. Well, that that do not traffic. Uh,
2: as you've already heard, uh, Jack Pitbrook is here, Jack, so he didn't get a proper welcome. Uh, had to get Mind a dig right. in on Miguel first. Yeah. Um and I it's guess nice. we should start nice. we should start where where you two were yesterday, which was the Emirates Stadium for the beginning of the new era, TM. Uh but also the continuation of the pre-existing Guardiola era of dominance. Uh, Arsenal against Manchester City. Who would like to begin with this one? City are good. Yeah. Okay. So that's virtually all that needs saying on City, really. There wasn't too much that was different from last year. They were dominant. They were good. Arsenal with a story that everyone was kind of interested in. What do they look like under Unai Emery? And, And in a word, Jack, what did they look like under Emery?
3: Uh, it's quite difficult to do in one <laughs> word.
2: Uh, I would say... F- I thought they looked... Similar. Fre- frenetic, I thought.
1: Uh, there was, they were very... There's still a lot of Wenger-era flaws there. Oh, sorry. Latter Wenger-era flaws there. Particularly, like... I mean, both of the goals were a joke, to be honest.
3: Yeah, I think the word I'd probably choose is faltering. Like, I mean, I think they had... It's so hard It's so hard to judge... a te- and, and unfair. To judge a team based on the first game their managers had. Like... You know, these things, it's going to take a very long time for Emery to get his point across those players.
2: That's true, but you do have to still make, uh, you, you know, we can still break, you can still break it down. I, I had a swathe of angry people telling me that it was it was only one game uh, in response to all three pieces I wrote this weekend. And it's yeah. like, I'm fully aware it's one game so far. It's okay. literally the start of the, the season. Right,
3: okay. That being said, I, I mean, I thought they were pretty bad. Like, they defended badly. They were, it was really easy for City yeah. to get through. Like with a bit more precision in the final third, City would have scored three or four. Uh, Arsenal yeah. didn't really create anything. Like Bellerin had that one chance. Bellerin and Lacazette had sort of half chances, but for the most part, they were they were kind of just hoofing it up mm, to yeah. to try and get Aubameyang in behind. So there wasn't much of a kind of clear pattern. And so I think the team looked a bit unbalanced because they were playing this 4-2-3-1, where they had the front four of Ramsey, Özil, and Aubameyang, kind of playing through the middle. So they had no. No width really. Uh, it didn't really look like the team was that well. They haven't got much width oh, in the squad.
1: No, they got pace. But, but I mean, uh, as has been pointed out before, I think that it's, this is shows an issue at Arsenal that their four best played, best paid players in the squad all playing two positions, and there might something might have. I mean, something gave there yesterday with the fact Lacazette didn't start. Mkhitaryan, it seems they don't fully know how to use him yet. But uh, you got, like, you can, I think you can give Emery himself a pass for a lot of that. But not all of it, because of what like, he, what he was supposed to... What he's most famous for is defensive rigour and drilling and order. And we didn't really see any of that on Sunday. And I don't think that's completely down to just how good City were, because even City weren't completely on it. But the, the first goal, Bayerin and, and, um, and he' just looking, looking at Sterling. Then the, then the second one, like the amount of space that Silva had just to lash it into the corner as he saw fit.
2: And, and, and City could have scored more. It was one of those... also. I appreciate that Emery probably. I've, I I wonder if there was a bit of a mixed messaging because how a team plays every week is obviously going to be very different to how you you want to set up against mm. Manchester City. Yeah, that's true. And it and it should be how it should be different to how you set up against Manchester City because they are a unique team to play against. So I get the impression that Emery's wanted to play the ball out from the back and, and all that sort of thing. I think that was very much like a thing that he's probably been drilling into them all mm. summer. But against Manchester City, the teams that often have the most success against Guardiola teams are teams that can get it forward quickly mm. and yeah. kind of catch them out. Um, so I, I did feel there was a little bit of a kind of a mix between short-term objectives and long-term objectives that there was muddled thinking. And, and I guess muddled was a, was a lot of the stuff we saw. We saw some new players. Uh, what did we think of the new additions to Arsenal? Uh, Sokratis, Um, So he
3: he gave away a, a free kick on the edge of the box. Yellow card, yeah. Booked where he just looked a bit slow on the turn. Um, it's kind of quite hard to judge him in isolation. I think he'll probably be a good signing. He's like a sort of... I think all their defenders will basically look better yeah. this year. Yeah, I agree. With the benefit of a proper manager, like a proper defensive coach. Um so yeah, I think he'll be fine. And then Gwanduzi? Gwende-
2: so Matteo Gwanduzi
3: like made a mistake early on, but I thought generally was impressive overall. Like he always wanted the ball. Yeah, yeah, never hit like most never hit the important thing for a midfielder, I guess, Making his premier what, League you, debut. Like,
1: to be fair to him as well. I mean, yeah, after like his first touch of the game was he miscontrolled it so badly he went there for a the throw in. But and like for that to be happening to him at 19, and yet within 20 minutes he's still kind of in the middle of that city midfield, taking his time, pick and then picking out I think, what was probably Arsenal's best pass of the game, a uh, ball up to Obama Yang, and that's, that, that is you can you can see then why Emery picked him. In fact, there's an argument he was actually Arsenal's best performer.
2: Though well, ahead of Torreira um, was a slightly confusing one for me. Just I mean I, I don't know if that's just to do with preparation, but
1: I think but, ideally
3: they play Gwendausi and Torreira. Yeah, because I think Gwendausi more like Gwendausi actually more of a. He's not a Xhaka type player. Cause he looks quite good, but he's like, a, <laughs> he's like a he's someone who passes the ball forward quickly. So I think ideally, if you're going to play four-two-three-one, you'd play Torreira as the kind of tackler and Gwenduzi as the passer. Um, so that way, you get a, bell- a better balance, and you don't have to play Granite does, Jacker. Does
1: that mean you're you, you're you're taking to, You're dropping Xhaka?
3: with a heavy heart? Yes. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I, the other question is: someone put to me on Twitter yesterday during the game, uh, Andy Mullins. Um, what does Jack actually do that's good? Other than a ludicrously defensive hit, reactions to Arsenal hit, fans, he can hit That's a full heart. Actually, he, he can, can, can hit, hit a ball. Heart. Yeah, yeah. That, that, mm. You know, and and
2: when it comes to it, <laughs> at the World <laughs> Cup, he uh, yeah. a big celebration in a big moment. Just
1: gesture to Johnny there whether he thinks Johnny's not interested in Granit Xhaka.
0: Well, the, the, the thing is, we we're, we're sort of moving into an era where even the most defensive of defensive midfielders need to be so exceptional on the ball because the, the the level of pressing in that area of the pitch is just so high and it, it, it's arguably what it did for, for Wilshire in the end, it's arguably what, what, what was, you know, what may eventually do for, for Xhaka and, you know, it, Arsenal have had so many really quite bad players in that in that position <laughs> you know Cochrane. The, 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 the jacka isn't as bad as cockland no jacka yeah. isn't as bad as cockland and he's better on the ball but you know the the, the age of having a, a sort of limited a limited player in that position is is, is kind of gone
2: what do we think about uh, the goalkeeping situation peter check with a couple of ropey moments one okay save from an Aguero effort, which I, I think uh, it was I more Aguero's, more, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. yeah, fault, it, it and, like, and that, that weird pass. But they've got twenty-two million pounds worth of goalkeeper on the bench. It
1: feels like that situation, like at Spurs in twenty-twelve, where we all know what's going to happen, but the manager doesn't yet have the the bottle basically to kind of just make that strong decision. Even though he, he he actually has a free pass to make it, really.
2: And one of them is going to play Europa League anyway. You guess right.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Miguel's right. I think it will be a slow transition from Cech to Leno over the course of the season. But like we, we were discussing this at half-time yeah. yesterday and about that kind of friedel lorry situation in 2012. But I remember in, going into the 2010-11 season, Mancini at uh, the City decided that Joe Hart, after that good loan season at Birmingham, would be his goalkeeper. And on the first first day of the season, it was Hart instead of Shea Given, and they never looked back. Yeah, and, and of course think, Guardiola did the same to Hart. Yeah, I don't, think, I don't see what you actually gain by doing this gradually rather than quickly. Yeah. Same thing happened to Czech at, at Chelsea when Courtois Of course, yeah.
2: So uh, I think we will see some changes there, and I think yeah, it, you know, it's, it's Emery's first game, so we're all looking for for things. What's going to be different? What's going to be the same? Uh, but really, Who a team that? against Manchester City is is not the best way to judge them because no. we're going to have to see how they are. I mean, you've got Chelsea on Saturday at Stamford Bridge, so it's probably not really until the week after when they play West Ham. I think.
1: Well, I think that Chelsea game could be. I, I mean. Not it's not going to be both teams at the highest because it's so early in their in their in the managers spells, but that's actually going to make it I think quite an entertaining game and quite a and I'm sorry sorry to use this word but interesting game because we it's two teams that don't really know themselves yet yeah, yeah. so I I'm, might I'm, I'm three away. points are a bonus almost yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I'm yeah. away this weekend and I'm I'm actually sorry to be missing it yeah, yeah.
0: Me, me too uh, just on on that on that point you know, sort of first weekend of the season if you do a little Twitter search for mm. the the quote string only one game but <laughs> uh, yeah. you, you'll, you'll see some some incredibly outlandish opinions. Right. You should okay. save them all
2: now for the end of the season. Well,
0: exactly, only one game, but I, I fear for us. Honestly, I fear for us. I, or only one game. I don't think Cardiff will get ten points <laughs> this season. Um, it's it's almost like a, a free pass. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not racist, but yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: well, also think about the the first game of the season. It kind of provokes similar reactions. So, you know, basically, what a team. Gets into a spell mid-season and they like lose three games in a row. And you kind of, th- you kind of almost think to yourself, "That's them done. They're never winning a game again." How <laughs> many times did we say that on the podcast? <laughs> yeah.
2: well, I think Huddersfield are down now. <laughs> Huddersfield <laughs> field, are gone.
1: And you, you can, you can't even envisage the idea of them yeah. like, getting yeah. a point. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like 16 games left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, that, that's them gone. Yeah, there yeah. Are
0: 370 games left in the Premier League season. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a scary thought.
2: Uh, and, and we're going to be at. Pretty much all of them. Uh, the second game we should probably talk about is the team that are top of the Premier League. Uh, the champions elect, if you will. Liverpool, who beat West Ham 4-0. Uh, they were they were very good. West Ham were not. But again, you know, it's difficult to, to know in a vacuum how yeah. bad West Ham were. How I, good I, I thought that was were. very
1: predictable what was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't, <laughs> I I say, don't think anyone think.
2: was surprised. Yeah. Um, we got our first look at Naby Keita, who Liverpool have obviously been waiting a year for. Uh, I don't know how much you saw of it. You, this was before the Arsenal game right so you must have been at the Emirates I watching was, it
1: I got to the Emirates and kind of how it was on in the background basically and oh look there's a goal okay I was,
2: like, um, I, I was watching it moderately well, I watched it Day too, though and, and I think it kind of confirmed what we thought about Liverpool that they should be the second best team but do we think they're going to be closer to third or closer to first
1: closer to first
0: I think. I think it might actually be quite a tight title race
2: yeah, especially because he seems to have something on City. You know, they've beaten yeah, City yeah,
0: a couple
1: yeah. of times. That's significant. There is belief about Liverpool as well. I mean, and that, I think that is important going into these sort of seasons.
0: I'm not, I'm not saying that City don't have, you know, the same hunger that they did last season because, you know, patently with, with Pep in charge, that's not going to be true. But Liverpool are re- have really been gunning for this season for for quite a while. Last season was not a free pass, but it, it felt like, mm. you know, a building block on the on the way to this season yeah especially in the way they bought van dyke in january they bought cater you know a year in advance and not to sound like you know somebody on the anfield rap or something but this, this, this is our time <laughs> this is their year
2: i think that they've also they bought players who who fit in as kind of final piece in the jigsaw sorts you know what mm-hmm. i mean like if you go out and i guess the last few pl- big players they've signed essentially are, are big money it's definitely starting every week, sort of players, and and they got a little bit of depth in Shakiri, which I think is good Actually, value. But
1: I haven't quite see. I was thinking about this. You, you, you don't see it that that overt really these days. I mean, it seems like a big clubs they buy one one or one or two massive signings, but then kind of you know filling gaps here and there, like filling gaps in the squad rather in the first eleven. Whereas this felt like the kind of most forensic summer a Premier League team has had basically since Chelsea 2014, when Mourinho just went out and signed Fabregas, Costa, and brought Courtois back, and that was kind of like. Okay. For some reason, I
2: thought you meant Chelsea '04 when they signed Damien Duff, Glenn Johnson, three. and all those was on, lads true. Oh three. Yeah, the um, it's
3: always a sign, isn't it, of like a team, a team which is super serious that they yeah. are signing a small number of high quality players yeah. in specific roles. Yeah,
0: and when they didn't get Cater last last year, you know, they didn't go to Klopp and go, "Well, who else do you want? Do you want yeah. do you want Danny Drinkwater? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do, you, do you want Wilford and Didi? No, and that's what a lot of big clubs do, isn't yeah, it?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, get, get, get me, get me a buddy in. Get me a buddy in. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I think, I think Kate going to be. Very, very good. Uh, you know, it's not a surprise to anyone. Like He's been built up as as one of these players and, and you talk to people who are in recruitment and stuff and they think he could be one of the best players in the world and he just seems to have everything. He can tackle, he can press, he can pass, he can shoot, he can dribble. He's sh- his, uh, kind of outside of the boot, uh, perfectly weighted pass in the build-up to the first goal was excellent. Sadio Mane was great. Firmino... Salah scored again. Like it, it was just Liverpool from last season. It was just a continuation which but better. Considering how they played in the second half of last year is exactly what they'd want, I, I guess. So anything else you want to say on on Liverpool? I didn't really watch that uh, Okay, West Ham. Um my main thing was there was a beautiful mo- I really wasn't ready for football to start again this weekend. It's come a bit soon. Yeah, that's true. But uh, there was a beautiful 10 second Period where the ball got smashed into the uh, the groin of Mark Noble and Jack Wilshere within uh, a very short period, and it was uh, incredibly enjoyable, and it really uh, finally got me going for the new season. For
1: quite that—that's a, that's a, a spell rich in symbolism, really.
2: Well, they are they're both—I mean, obviously they're both reeling after like lying on the floor. Play, uh, the, the ref stopped the play because he thought it was a head injury. No jokes. Um, and <laughs> I knew you'd try it. I knew you'd try, it. and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then the replay, the replay is unbelievable because you get two slow motion uh, yeah. efforts in a way, and you get two facial expressions as well. Um,
3: that game was always going to be an absolute massacre, wasn't it? There was never any prospect. Like West Ham, West Ham's defense. Like, West Ham have been a. West Ham don't have many good defensive players, and they've got a manager who is like wants his teams to play open, expansive, yeah. proactive football, and is not really a guy to kind of like march the players around the training ground to perfect yeah. their positioning against, um, you know, not even playing at opposition. position. N-
1: so n- not that Moisey's is a better manager than Pellegrini, but he probably, probably would have be been better a better... G- game. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Masuaku certainly could have benefited from some of Moise's uh, experience. Uh, which one do you want to do next? Uh, Manchester United 2, Leicester 1 was the season well, opener. Uh,
1: more, more so, more generally, I was thinking this... It was a uh, opening weekend that was extremely predictable. All the results, you, bar, bar maybe Fulham and Palace, only, only for the fact that there was so much hype about Fulham and, be, and because they were at home. But at the end of the day, they're still a promoted club, Palace and Establishment. Watford,
2: Watford beating Brighton 2-0? No.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I just, I, I'm mm-hmm. quite... Tumbleweed. I, I, think, I, I think Brighton have bought incredibly well this summer. I think Brighton Look, have got a lot of good players. And
1: the, the best of luck to them.
2: Yeah. But, <laughs> but no, okay, I, I think you're probably right. And you know, we we said... Who do you say in your predictions with the most boring team in the league? Bournemouth.
1: They actually, wouldn't have gone <laughs> <be, laughs> sort of. Cardiff
2: two 0 uh, Southampton 0-0. Burnley 0-0 was the game. I'm glad I avoided. Um, but yeah, th- sh- I mean,
1: that that is that was probably the most predictable. Like, a, a team that can score and with the greatest respect to him, assigned Danny Ings against Burnley away from home. Should've, yeah, should have put a lot of money on nil. Right. Hmm? No, Ings is good, but um, he's still kind of he's he's kind of mm-hmm. one of those forwards. You still feel yeah, he'll give, he'll give you a lot. He'll will work hard for you at this point in his career. Nine
0: goals from 36 games. Yeah. yeah.
1: And he
3: also like missed two whole years. For the
1: yeah, exactly, troops. yeah. Like,
0: and, you know, ha- how much better do we think he is than Shane Long?
1: Shane, and Shane Long is your ultimate nine goals in 36 games.
0: Well, I mean, he's, he's certainly better than Shane Long has been for the last couple of years. I mean, he, he, looked, he looked quite short. Surely shy.
3: Shane Long's been better than Danny Ings for the last couple of years, because Danny Ings hasn't played no, for no. the last couple of years. Ings now,
0: or, you know, Ings, Ings potentially this season, has, has you know, the can do a lot better than Shane Long has done. I
2: mean, Ings's peak was probably higher than Long's peak, but I think Ings has been robbed of two prime years, basically, that he's never obviously going to get back to that level. I, I I, would maybe marginally rather have Shane Long because he just,
1: he looks like Roadrunner. Do you not reckon Ings can only get better? Manchester oh. United 2, Leicester 1. Um, so <laughs> that after that this game- That's like a legitimate after sentence. Right, after um,
2: Paul Pogba, uh, Probably scored and and Man United won against Leicester. Even though Leicester were probably, we say, is it fair to say they were a better side or not? I, um,
1: we we uh, staff drinks that night, so it oh, didn't. <laughs> <yeah. laughs> <laughs> I I, I,
2: watched, I watched the the entire game. Uh, I watched the entire game back, waiting for someone to come back from the airport. And Man United played in black shorts, which uh, yeah, is, I, I, I have to say it, we don't approve of at the indie football podcast. Black
1: shorts and red socks.
2: Yeah, no, it, it's not. It's not right. It's not right at all. And they weren't amazing. It, it, you know, obviously they've got players coming back late, etc. But this Mourinho-Pogba thing kind of continued out of it. And then Pogba told the Sunday papers. So you kind of have to go out your way to to talk to the Sunday papers after a Friday night. But Pogba managed to find the, the chaps up there and uh, said that he couldn't possibly say how he felt about things because he'd get fined. So what do you make of the? The row that's not—I don't know if it's brewing or if it's if it's simmering—but uh, it's certainly ongoing at Manchester United.
1: The first thing that strikes me: surely he's earned enough money to take the fine, you know? Be show with show a bottle, Paul Latt. <laughs> so you
2: are saying he should have come out and just said it?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, th- this is almost worse. Like it's, it's just the oh, the, the continuation of this t- sort of cold war. I mean, uh, it's, but yeah, he's he's clear. He's uh, I'm implicitly admitting that there is an issue there
2: and we don't think obviously for a second that united you know, will would sanction his departure uh, this summer but it, it does have everything set up for a sort of classic barcelona campaign a year yeah. long that's, that's thing where the, he we ends we up that last week yeah where he ends up wearing a you know or liking a barcelona tweet or something like that yeah. you know the, the the sustained campaign obviously Mina raiola loves getting involved in these things um if you are ed woodward jack now, put yourself in those shoes for a second. Okay. Um, what do you do next?
3: Um, like, start ringing around <laughs> to figure out who your next manager's going to be. <laughs> like you can't start Mourinho now, because it would just be like a catastrophe. But equally, you've got to, like, this is only heading one way, right? Like, hmm. And you need. And it's not at the top of the table. No. Um, and you have to start thinking that. That's why Woodward, I think, was right to not sign hundreds of millions of yeah. pounds worth of thirty-year-olds this summer at the behest of Mourinho. He, he
1: he was right, but the only the only thing is that it basically just furthers us along to. I sorry, makes what we all think is going to happen increasingly inevitable. Because, I mean, right? If yeah, you, I yeah. mean, there, is, there is, I think there actually, there is a fair counter argument. If he's in the job, back him. Like, because otherwise what I mean.
3: But that I, I kind of disagree with that because I think that. There are going to be situations where the two's interests are not aligned, and in that, just because Mourinho is in the job doesn't mean you have to back him.
1: But I mean, ultimately, then it could, but it just opens the situation. And what is the like point? We know right, what, Mourinho, we know how Mourinho works. But Mourinho
3: is always going to find hmm. Mourinho's always going to find a reason to like act like he does. Yeah. And I don't think that Woodward should be thinking how oh, fuck if I if I do this, he's going to be upset. If I do that, he's going to be upset. I think. No, but, no, but not, right not even not even about
1: making him upset, but more so basically, if this is the manager in the job right now, and if you know, you're not going to sack him right now uh, because, and with with the corollary of that being that you have to have enough faith in what he's doing, let him do the job as he sees it. Now, again, there are wider arguments over whether Mourinho will be completely happy with any sort of signing. I mean, there are also, I remember hearing stories in the summer about how Mourinho would basically, he would mention, for all his talk of giving five names to the board, he would mention three centre-halves and then, but never really specify which one and then kind of find find issue with like anyone they went for. Sounds like my ex girlfriend. I, I, um,
0: you know, the, the, Analogy here isn't perfect, but if there's any lesson that, that we can take from history, it's that you can't appease authoritarians <laughs> uh, because they will just come back <laughs> wanting more. And, and, and it's, the conflict is, is so innate to his nature that, you know, you, you buy him five players mm. and he'll complain about five more. Mm. Uh, and and it's especially given the you know the, the, the tension within the club at the moment, He's, he, you, know, you, you, you can't just give him what he wants, right?
2: It's always no, been a crucial part it, of his armoury,
0: really, has not right. it? What's the, what's the point, though? Then, right. what, what is the point? Well, exactly? So, the, this, this the point is coming to a head. The, the
3: point know. is make this into a into a transition season to a better setup next year with a more appropriate manager, and hope that it doesn't hope that it doesn't go fully to Chelsea
1: 2015-16. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place.
0: Pogba is ten times more important to United as it's a, true, yeah, yeah. And, and a brand in every way. You know, and as a team, yeah, than, than Mourinho is.
2: And, and do you not think, you know, they have Man United have bought expensive old blokes on short term sort of things. Van Persie springs to mind before but, but, but to give you a chance of winning a trophy that year. Yeah. Now, if if United, but, but
1: one or, well, I mean, one or two was okay, and Ferguson always kind of struck a balance there.
2: No, no doubt, no doubt, and, and I don't think obviously you can compare the situation they're in now to the situation when they bought Van Persie, but I, I, I think the most obvious thing is that they're trying to hire a director of football now, a sporting director, to basically put another layer of management yeah. in between Woodward and the coach, depending on who the coach is, and ideally they'd be there longer term steering the football direction of Manchester United rather than having someone who doesn't necessarily have a football background to do that. That, to me, seems like a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, capital G, capital I. Going forward, though, um, what, do, what do we think on on Mourinho? Like he started the season in such sour form, as you say, Johnny. His like combat is actually a key weapon of his, and it's having less and, and less of an impact as we go on. Do we think that he can just turn this around with a few wins, and, and he might try and be the happy Jose act which we've seen before, or do we think that this is this this definitely is we're on the downward slope now. And at the bottom of the hill, it ends up with Jose leaving and in a couple of years being Portugal manager.
0: Well, the bottom line is I don't think United are capable of winning the title this season. And the line below the bottom line is that Mourinho probably knows that. And as we know, when when Mourinho gets to a certain stage at a club... He starts thinking about how is this going to be perceived. Yeah, that's yeah, uh, yeah. He yeah, starts yeah. thinking mm. about his exit strategy, and he thinks about which. How which which uh, it.
1: a lot of this summer was about as well. well exactly, you know, mm.
0: there there may have been a point earlier in the summer, or <coughs> even earlier, maybe sort of some point during last season when when um you know City were just running away with it, where he thinks I'm not actually I'm not going to get out of here with a premier league title how can i spin this how can i sell this to my next employer to my legacy Uh, you know as as some some sort of great rich well you know i was i was hamstrung by you know not getting the players i wanted and so you come out with that outrageous demand in the summer that that are essentially going to facilitate that and you know certain journalists in the media are gonna gonna ring your bell for you
2: do you think (laughs) he's got a free pass now because they haven't got the signings he wanted Basically, no. if things go well until Christmas, then it looks like it's all his work. And if things go badly, then he can point to the, the, the non-arrivals and say, look, I told you so. We needed these.
1: I, I still think he should be doing better at what he's got. We kind of discussed this last week, how that squad is set up. Even the defence, uh, while it, do, it did need more recruitment, I actually think it's, it's better than Mourinho's mood, have you let on. In saying all that, I actually don't think... They'll quite dip into disaster or 2015 16 this season. I, I, I think they'll very tediously grind their way to third or fourth.
0: And he's very skillfully engineered a position where that actually looks like I know, yeah, oh yeah. yeah,
1: overachievement, uh, yeah, 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 which is which is nonsense. A tedious grind to third for the biggest club in the world. Somehow,
3: <laughs> managed, somehow <laughs> managed to drag the most expensive squad of all time into fourth place in the Premier League. What bravo to him, what is a magician. Miguel and I were talking <laughs> about this the other day. Is this Manchester United team the worst team ever? to have like five world-class players yeah, yeah. and pretty good players in every other position. <laughs> <It's
1: right. laughs> Maybe Real Madrid around 2005. We were kind of running it. Yeah, yeah
2: well, Francisco Pavan and Albert <laughs> Saladis are in there. But no, you're probably right. Uh, any final thoughts on Manchester United before we, we move on from the, the dreary tedium of a third-place team? Uh,
0: this would have been the time to mention the Kits.
2: Oh, yes, yeah, sorry. No, the Kits, we need the Kits up front before the Cold War that's ripping the club apart. Um... Wolves two, Everton two. Uh, Wolves got a late equaliser here. That was
1: top class, Barclays. Very enjoyable game. (laughs) Like really, like
2: pissing down rain, (laughs) end to end. Like four goals. Also, Wolves. You know, Wolves are really up for it. Like bang up for it, Mm. and and their fans have certainly had a bit of a swagger in the off season because they're convinced that they're about to do some great things um, before the experiment implodes. But they. basically got a late equaliser which prevented a clean sweep of the newly promoted sides after a, a kind of pre-season where everyone was very optimistic about all of the newly promoted clubs um they did get it. i mean it was a dodgy red card really that gave them no that's a red card you it was red did you card.
0: yeah it's a it's a it's a clear goal scoring opportunity and it's a bad tackle and he's the last man
2: oh uh, i mean i have to be honest I only saw it uh when they're analyzing it at half time and I uh, didn't realize it was the last man but it, uh, they was were talking it, about excessive was force. It given for BT was talking about Dogso. excessive force, yeah.
0: Sorry.
3: Dog so, denial, uh, denial of the goal of... Yeah, exactly. Is that is that what it was given for? Yeah,
0: it's a, it's a heavy touch. It's not I mean it's not a red card tackle. You know, his his studs are sort of you know, he's he's reaching for it basically and um is it Jota? Yeah. It was Jota. Yeah. Um if he if he gets the ball, he's through. He's through on goal, and he's that happens about twenty five yards out. If he gets the ball, you know he's, he's fifteen yards
1: out, and, and he's got a shot on goal. So, yes. B-
2: BT were flashing out the rules for excessive force. Didn't uh, they correct,
1: wasn't uh, that correct at a half time? I think or something? Uh, I'm not sure,
2: I've got to be honest. I, I was I was watching that post Fulham Palace um, on the, just on the TVs, and it was a, a very as you say very entertaining game, pelting with rain, end to end. Richarlison. Yeah. Lovely, doing lovely side doing side stuff, back. you big, know.
1: Big fan of Ruben, Ruben are the aesthetics of Ruben Neves' deliveries. Especially that cross. I love wonderful the kind of shape, of like height yeah. and dip. Yeah, 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 the way, yeah. The way he gets that kind uh, of up and down. Could
2: Pickford have done yeah. better for the free kick goal? The mm. keeper shouldn't be beaten on that side. What does right. David Priest think? Uh, I don't. Check uh, that out on the eye paper t- yeah. today. Um, I think one season. he's got a, uh, a column like, on yeah. that. I think, um, I, I mean, it looked to me like if you're leaving that side of the goal. Sorry, if you leave that side of the goal and you're on the left to start off with, you have to cover the left-hand side. That's kind of how it works. But anyway, uh, Fulham... Fulham? Fulham nil Palace too. Fulham were good. Fulham were really good. I thought they... Considering they had six new signings, they looked just like the Fulham of last season, which is an achievement in itself and testament to Jokanovic's work. They just... um, They... Like we said, they might be short on goals. They didn't create many chances, and Palace are just a good counter-attacking team. That's exactly how they're built. They weren't. They're not built. They couldn't dominate a game if they tried. I don't think Palace
3: has it made you more optimistic about Palace staying up.
2: Well, it's it's three points on the way to. Well, you probably need 36 or 37. So it's certainly a better start than last year. Wan Bissaka was really good. I mean, that that's um, that's one to watch. Him against Sesayon was a good battle because it's two young English players that you think could be something. Yeah. And uh, Sessegnon was so quiet. Uh, the guy, I mean, Seri Seri looks interesting. He didn't, he doesn't have like the attacking drive that you might want, but maybe it's gonna come. But uh, his range of passing and stuff was, was pretty impressive. Le Marchand was good in, in central defense I mean, as well.
0: Of the of the eight players that played the most passes over the weekend, four of them were from Fulham.
2: Is that right? Mm-hmm. Who were they? Serri,
0: Kenny, McDonald?
1: Uh, Le Le, Le, Who's the Le, Le, yeah, Le Le Marchand, Marchand Le yeah, oh, Le Marchand, <laughs> yeah, Le Creuset, <laughs> <It's laughs> Le um, French name. <laughs> uh, the, the other
2: midfield, it was in Mac- McDonald's, McDonald's. yeah, yeah. No, Le Marchand, Le Marchand looked good. Um, that him and Chambers didn't communicate that well, but obviously they're all new signings and stuff. Their new keeper will not be long for this league. Um, Sergio Rico, I think, will replace Fabry, who made like three terrible mistakes um, and and was kind of at fault for Palace's second goal. Scored by Zahar. Zaha. Uh, Southampton nil. Burnley nil. We've discussed. Watford two. But, uh, Brighton nil. Huddersfield nil. Chelsea three. Maurizio Sarri getting off to a good start.
1: A boy, I mean, did we really see? It feels like a bit of a, almost a bit of a freebie for Sarri that because Huddersfield are still a Championship team. Yeah. And like uh, I, I, I wish
2: I could offer anything useful on this. I've only seen the highlights what, actually, and thus a really what, good penalty. The big things came
3: for me from, certainly from a sort of in, like tactical aspect is Murti Osari eating cigarettes yeah yeah uh, <laughs> to get to get around like the obvious smoking ban
1: oh yeah, yeah. Oh, which yeah, I imagine wh- would
3: be disgusting
1: rotten
0: what so hang on how does that get around the, so he ate it he literally ate well, it was it, kind of like he, chewed it
3: looked like he had a cigarette like kind of lodged in his mouth like facing the wrong way
0: yeah yeah the butt sticking
3: out
1: Wait, yeah. where does he get one of those snooze things
3: I don't know I don't know hmm. um, but it so that picture was quite widely publicised. Well, he didn't want to
0: speak about anything afterwards. I, I oh. read that Chelsea are trying to get a smoking room installed at Stamford Bridge for him. Really? Which, which uh, presumably, that would have contravened all rules. Like, also, yeah. legal loophole. Conte yeah. wouldn't
1: have been for of that at all. Like mm.
0: this is, you know, oh no, this isn't like the store covered, This is um, Mauricio's <laughs> house. Um, I don't know. I don't know how they do it. But what, well, what, you,
1: what, one thing I was thinking out of the game. Go on. Um, how often? Or how, for how much longer can Jorginho get away with that penalty? That feels like it has a finite. I mean, because you don't it, use, oh, it you use it every time. You can't use every time. Yeah, other takes is One goalkeeper. I mean, although, or has he prepared for a goalkeeper standing up? and so he just smashes it.
2: It's just. That, I mean, it's just the, the sign of a very confident player who, who's technically very gifted. I think. I mean,
0: it's, it's game theory, isn't it? Yeah, that yeah, that's what it is. If yeah. you a goalkeeper will not just stand up. Uh, because it's so much worse than if you if you dive the wrong... Right, if you dive the wrong way, that's fine. If you stand there and look, the penalty gets buried into the, the far corner, or not even the corner, you look like an idiot. But yeah,
1: I, I, yeah. I I think keepers have to start forgetting. It. I think it make, it's... With the way penalties are going, it makes sense for keepers, yeah, keeper's to stand.
3: Job, the keeper's job is not to, like, avoid... Looking humiliated, Mm. the keeper's job Mm. is to like maximize his chance, of saving it, and that means taking the risk on being made like a lemon Mm. by sometimes standing there on the off chance you'll catch them off guard,
0: yeah. Well, this is this is like, uh, you know, to move into Ed's wheelhouse, this is about going this is like going for it on fourth down, which the stats say you should do within like three or four, maybe even maybe it's seven yards. If you're like fourth and seven, the stats say go for it, but and and in a perfect world that would happen, but because perception, the public perception is not perfect, and general managers. And, you know, managers and, and fans are not, you know, they react to things in a, in a, in a slightly imperfect way. It's not, it's easier said than done. Right, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And people lose jobs and, you know, it comes down to that sort of thing. If if uh, there's a keeper, for example, Peter Cech, who's scared about losing his place to the 22 million pound guy on the bench, he's never staying down the middle. Hmm. A, a confident guy who's just had the understudy sold and they've just promoted a kid from the academy he might be able to do it. You know, everything comes within its own context. But I do agree that, how many? I, I think we see very few penalties go in the corners these days. So the, the thought of like the, you're going uh, to have f- to dive, you're going to have to dive at full stretch to one side, is kind of not really a thing. Yeah.
3: So yeah. It's like the argument with um, what's the best way of defending a corner: zonal or man marking? And when people rely, when, when people justify man marking on the basis that accountability allows you yeah. to apportion blame correctly. They're making <laughs> a category error. Like yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. That isn't what you should be looking for in how you choose the system, right? It should be the one which works best.
1: I've never seen a zone score a goal.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> I've never seen a stat score a goal. <laughs> <laughs> like classic Paul Lambertism. <laughs> <laughs> I think I
0: think keepers get coached as well to not to dive too far in a way. In, so if it goes if it goes straight down the middle, they still got a chance. Yeah, to the the
1: lead, the yeah, yeah. Yeah, dive like, forwards like as well, like right? in the yeah. World Cup against Spain. Yeah. So. Um.
2: Well, after all the game theory chat, uh, we've probably exhausted uh, today's thing. I don't think I've got anything else. Uh, Do you have any more things you'd like to talk about? We should
3: go back to Man City. I think we skirted over the issue. It's a new team. It's a new team. Because the the, the thing is, yeah, they're still good, but they also didn't have their two best players, David Silva and Kevin De Bruyne, are playing, or certainly the two most important players to how good they were last season. Um, Stones and Laporte is... Yeah, so Stones and Laporte
1: is different. one, One thing I was very impressed with yesterday... Now this might be down to Arsenal not being slick enough To pull it off yet But still Arsenal As you said earlier They kept going for that one attack Knocking it along trying to, And it's previously been A bit of a Guardiola Glass jaw The high line Leaves it yeah, susceptible yeah. To kind of quick balls over Yet Particularly Stones and Laporte But also Walker were very, very attuned to that. Laporte's
3: quicker than Otamendi. That's yeah. why. Otamendi's really slow. Hmm. Uh, and when City struggled last season, like not least in their f- all four games against Liverpool, actually, yeah. it was with Salah attacking Otamendi hmm. on the outside, whereas Laporte, who plays in that kind of less centre-back position, is just stronger. And There were a few times where it looked like Aubameyang was trying to get away from him, hmm. but Laporte was actually quick enough to go and get yeah, back. Yeah. He made a couple of good last-ditch tackles. So that would be a big difference. So I think L- Laporte basically gives you two big advantages over Otamendi. One is that pace... And two is he's much better with the ball at his feet. Like him, him and Stones set quite a yeah. lot of attacks off yesterday with their passing. And I think that given that City are concerned that they're going to have to pick out, they're going to have to find their way around teams who are like defending deep, 5-4-1, with like the one opposition striker yeah. like Fernandinho, which is what Guardiola talked about on the Premier League launch day. Uh, like the ability of Stones and Laporte to pass their way through the opposition yeah. is going to be yeah. a really important
1: part. Well, of on, the on that then, I mean, we're possibly getting ahead of ourselves here because we'll be discussing this more in three to five weeks. But should City win the Champions League this year?
3: Well, yes, in the sense that they are the best team in Europe. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The best team in Europe last year. Well, I,
1: I think that last year you would have given them a bit more in terms of style, it's just because of the fact that they hadn't yet won the title under Pep. They were still, yeah. they were still, they were still kind of coming to this peak. Whereas now, I think they're definitively the best side in the continent I'd say actually by distance to be honest well yeah. because
2: their main contenders have got weaker as well that's yeah. the other thing I think they've got better I think it's fair to say they've got better right yeah. but I kind of Real think Madrid and Barcelona are both weaker
3: yeah. they also didn't one of the well the reason they didn't win it last year is that they were unlucky enough to draw the only team in the quarterfinals who could beat them yeah that's probably yeah basically. yeah I'd, I'd have
1: fancied them against Real I,
3: yeah I'd fancy City against anyone but still not Liverpool yeah I think City could beat anyone in Europe but maybe not Liverpool
1: mm-hmm.
2: I think I'd like Madrid would give a good one
0: that, that would be an interesting game. yeah I'd give City like maybe 15-20% chance of, of winning the Champions League, which actually would make them strong favourites. Yeah.
2: yeah, But that's as big as you can get. I mean, it, it's just a it's just a very, very difficult competition to win well, yeah, at the yeah, end uh, of the uh, day. I, I suppose this is the thing,
1: mate. All We can talk all we like about all these, you know, the the multiple games going to a league season, but then the Champions League will come down to, well, especially, th- especially last season, uh, one of these intense, ridiculous nights where there's sudden death, basically.
2: Yeah, and... and, and all you need is something like Laporte does his hamstring against Southampton two weeks before yeah. and you've got Otamendi playing again or, or yeah, yeah. Fernandinho's injured and they, they decide they have to play stones in defensive midfield or whatever. You know, there's so many things that can go but wrong. The, but
1: I mean, that's one of the things I'm, I mean, and I would like to get into this with Guardiola yesterday but it's kind of, it's a bit strange in a post-game press conference. It's one more for a pre-game press conference but the whole Laporte-Stones thing and how attuned they were to that being caught on the break, I, wonder, I do wonder how linked that is to also Guardiola mentioning after the Liverpool game we now have to go away and think about why we've had these. Defi- why we, and we, why we've had so many games where suddenly we suffer a three-goal blitz or whatever it is. Because it. That, um, so I think I think that's almost the most interesting question. Yeah, that is interesting. I it
3: think it's I think it's a combination of like, it, I think there's a, I think the reason that City conceded like three goals in ten minutes against Liverpool United last season is kind of t- as much psychological as it's yeah. technical. I think it's a team as bad as good as it is. It's a bad team when it gets punched.
2: Mm. Do we think Kyle Walker will be an option at centre back ever for Pep Guardiola?
3: Well, there have been times when he's played a more tucked in. He's played basically like the role he played for England. He has played that once or twice for City. Like I remember when City famously beat Chelsea one 0 at Stamford Bridge in like September of last season, and Walker played in that exact role. When the, they were playing in purple on the right, yeah, yeah, on the right of a back three. De Bruyne. So I think he could do. He could do that. And maybe this year, he, like, last year, he couldn't really do it that much because they didn't have Mendy, whereas this year, the presence of Mendy means that the team isn't so dependent on hmm. width down the right, and therefore Guardiola might want to use Walker in that more England role because it, he can get forward a little bit and he can cover against the counter-attack hmm. He's so quick. I thought yeah. he was really good yesterday. He was so fast.
2: It's just that, that one kind of depth weakness that we talked about, you know, the fact that uh, Douglas Luiz didn't get his work permit. So they're a tiny bit short in the backup to Fernandinho. Obviously, yeah. didn't get Jorginho, it was the guy they wanted. Um,
1: and uh, then... Had, had they got Jorginho, we'd be talking about... Yeah, like, it just a disgusting ridic- team. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Been,
2: but yeah. Then behind Laporte and Stones, who who are the next two centre-backs? So you've got company and, and Otamendi. But, but, the, but the, you, yeah, right? it's they, a very they're different, they're, different team with those yeah, two yeah, in.
1: But, but still, they're useful, both backups and alternatives. Like, a, one of the most experienced defenders.
2: No, 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 for sure. Like, I, I, I think they're
1: really I mean, good. Think the Fernandinho
3: thing is, like, a big issue. Like, that will...
1: That will probably come and bite City at some
3: point. Yeah,
0: Delf is it Delf next in line or?
3: Yeah, it could be Delf. Stones, uh, Stones maybe. G- Gundogan I mean, can't really defend. He can't do that. Can he? He's good at like Pep was talking about this the other day on Sky's really good like um, Premier League season preview program, talking about how um, like. What he really likes about Gundogan is his nose for the goal, like breaking in the mm. final third and like f- making a run and getting on the end of things. But he can't like he's not physically good enough to tackle. I don't think. Whereas Fern- Fernandinho's what I mean. Fernandinho's really good at everything, basically, which is what makes him such. This, a, this such is a bit of a,
1: a bit of a wild tangent, but just when you mentioned about him, Pep and Gundogan there, I wonder how often that's happened where the manager's been in a different league, he spotted an opposition player, and for his next job is gone. I'm having that from. Uh, <laughs> given how opposed they were.
3: Yeah, yeah, completely. Because he mm. was, I remember he was brilliant in that. No, sorry, I got my seasons wrong there. I was going to say 2013 Champions League final. Oh, yeah, yeah. He yeah, was yeah. really good. Yeah,
1: but that obviously you gotta, he scored the penalty bad. as well, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, bringing Fabregas in at, um, at Chelsea. Maybe, uh, Maybe, yeah. I mean, it's not, not really the same.
1: But.
3: Mm. Um, Unai Emery tra- uh, signing Matthew Guendouzi. Yep.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, know he saw him and he was like, I need that Lorient kid. Mm. Um, which you can read more about on Wednesday.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah. So, for all you listeners who are still listening to the podcast, <laughs> um, we am doing a, a profile of Matthew Guendouzi uh, after his Premier League debut the other
0: day, uh, and it's uh, um as they say, it's a doozy.
3: Well, hey, that was actually probably the joke of the podcast. Maybe better than Miguel's. Things will only get better.
1: Uh, well, uh, I was yeah. making a legitimate. Qu- I, well, if
3: I'm going to let me say so, after being mean. Let me say something nice about Miguel um, <laughs> because he's like holding this football. Uh, and he's been you've probably heard it on the microphone he's been like throwing it from hand to hand over the course of the podcast and that's actually really good because usually on the podcast he's he's on his phone because he's got something else yeah, yeah. to distract him with no it, his phone. it is good it means that he's actually more tuned into the conversation I think it's good for his motor
2: skills to practice that as well you know yeah. So yeah, yeah, when, when the brain's developing if it's it, really it,
0: it, it, real departure from in the old days when you know of uh, podcasting when you would you would deny them the football, <laughs> football. <laughs> so, 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 they, so they'd want it during the, the podcast doesn't work <laughs> if, I, if, I, yeah, if, if anyone
1: wants to go on Jack Jack Pitbrook's Instagram, they can see me doing a quality IDLS flick on on with and very with cool. and, and with promotion. No, okay, my oh, Instagram. Some girls,
2: <laughs> Miguel's unlocked Instagram <laughs> with promotion of Miguel's Instagram. We can end <laughs> this week's episode. Um, a question, you that, at,
3: at Miguel Delaney, the same as your Twitter yeah, handle.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. There is only one. Uh, Johnny, do you have anything to add?
0: Uh, is your Instagram locked? My Instagram is locked. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's strictly friends and and actually not even family, just friends. Cricket. <laughs>
2: Um, okay, thank you, for everyone, for coming in today. Thank you, Jack, um, for your work. I will see you next Monday at the latest for Chris Palace liverpool um, Johnny, you're at the cricket this week. Mm-hmm. Um, any of our listeners who do love cricket, just want a little Easter egg, what, what are your thoughts on the England india series at the moment? Uh,
0: very, very disappointing. Uh, you know, it's we, we were promised, and it, and it all shaped up to be a classic series, and I thought India would really, really come to the party and instead... England, a shower of shite, have <laughs> found a team that's even more of a shower of shite than they are.
2: are you know, say that. Uh, and Miguel, um, what was your view on England and India so far?
1: <laughs>
2: and thank you for joining us. And that has been the Indie Football Podcast. I've been Uh Remember to rate, review, and subscribe. And we will see you next week. Yeah. <laughs>